Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 8 to 5 Club podcast hosted by me, Jared Gear, and my friend, Corey Castillo, brought to you by Silent Command. And speaking of Silent Command, Silent Command has a great little program where we have our brand ambassadors that are run by high school leaders in designated band programs. So these high schoolers are drum majors, all drum majors, all seniors, and have had at least two plus years with their group as a drum major in some sort of capacity or some sort of leadership role. I'm going to allow them to introduce themselves and what school they represent. And then today's topic is going to be about expectations for directors and staff from high school leaders. There are a lot of things that staff members kind of just throw out there that, you know, even as staff were like, okay, what are the kids feeling or thinking? And in the in the band room, in the, in the director's office, we're just kind of like, okay, wh- how do we gauge what they feel and all that other stuff? But there's some things that we just don't know. And that's kind of what we're going to be talking about today. So I'm going to start off with our first brand ambassador, Lily. Then we're going to go to Miguel and Nick, but I'm gonna let them introduce themselves. Hi, my name is Lily Tao. I am a senior at High School. I've been a drum major for about two years now, and we just finished our season with Where You Are Now. My name is Miguel. I'm a senior drum major at North Cobb High School in Kennesaw, Georgia. I've been a drum major since my junior year, and we just finished up our 2023 production titled Monarch. Hi, I'm Nick Ramos. I'm from Tarpon Springs High School. I'm a senior, and we just finished up our program, The Other Side. Yay. Oh my gosh. You guys are, I mean, so I feel like I'm just on the sideline, like watching my fans or wait, did I say that right? No, I am your fan. <laughs> Actually, I shouldn't even speak at all. This is awkward now. Anyways. um, So overall, this conversation um was brought up. Uh, I have the opportunity to also work at Miguel's school as their visual designer and kind of, this is my first year in this, at this school kind of, you know, seeing what kind of choreography and what can happen for the next potential years. But the reason why this conversation is brought up is because Miguel and I had a mini camp on one of the Saturdays in like early September. And they already have an established leadership team, but um, Miguel's group was having director changes and all that other stuff. So here comes the middle of the season, the marching band season, and I'm there for the first time in like a couple of weeks and then they're doing subsectionals and I was looking at an individual and I'm just like, okay, they're the section leader of this group. Why is the section not being led straight up? And then Miguel was speaking to me and he was like, yes, I understand that there may be certain character things that that individual may be lacking, but also for the staff, you know, the staff give us these leadership roles And yet all of a sudden expect us to teach subsectionals and we don't even know how to teach. So in Miguel's school, they were like, I don't have the opportunity to have weekly leadership meetings with my organization. I don't have or comparative to other schools. So kind of Miguel, do you want to touch base kind of like your perspective, thinking back all the way back to early September on that conversation to kind of give our audience more of a viewpoint? Well, there's a lot of things that change with a different director. I think the biggest thing is culture. 
there are many customs and standards that happen in a band. And in my case, North Cobb had uh, our band director for about seven years. And so with this new director, you know, sure, people kind of retain the same ideas that we have. Have these freshmen who, mind you, haven't been the, in the activity, had a whack, you know, upbringing into middle school with COVID and don't really know the standard. And these people, People, you know, over the past few years have started to become our student leaders because as, you know, last year we had a huge senior, I think like 40 to 50 marchers of our like 150. Blowing that out of the water and having a completely different leadership team with a lot of younger members, a lot of differences in, okay, how do we set the standard early? In our case, with a new director, some of our older members understand what our standard has been in previous years. But now the challenge is, okay, how does our new director want to do these things. You know, sure, we have an idea of what sectionals look like historically at North Cobb, but how do we want to do it now? So I guess in our case, when I think back to that conversation, in hindsight, what could we have done to say, this is how we're going to run sectionals this year? And when I think about that, I think of what high school leadership teams should do in general, which is towards like, like even for your May camps camp, if you can get your leadership team done by like the end of April, then you start to immediately brainstorm, okay, picture we're in a mini camp rehearsal. What does it look like? If we got to go in a music block and suddenly the director isn't there, who's leading? In our case, there were a few times where our band director had to like have an emergency or whatever and he couldn't be there for music block. So what happens when you have, you know, 100 wins who are all in the auditorium and don't know what to do? Well, you, you got somebody that steps up and you got to be okay with saying, okay, I have the green light. The biggest thing for our leadership team this year is that we've had to realize we have the opportunity to do so much more than we think we should. A lot of the time as student leaders, we feel like we should distribute jobs just to our directors. Or we feel like certain things are out of our control. Like, okay, you know, if something wrong is happening, we can't really do anything about it. Let's just wait for the director to come. And it's not really an active thing. It's more just like, well, the director always does stuff. So what should be different now? So the biggest thing with training our leadership team and having as many meetings as we could was saying, hey, you have the green light to do this. You see somebody acting out in a different section, you correct that person. And you don't do it in a way that's condescending or that's you know hurting to their person. But you just say, hey, this is the standard. And now you're going to be upheld to that standard. Because really, the truth is, a lot of the time, people just don't know. People that are new to the activity or, mind you, people who haven't been in an activity that has that high level of discipline just don't know, okay, I should be at standby because my section leader is at standby. And if you don't tell that to them, there's no way that that's going to happen. It's just a communication thing. So stand early and this is what we're going to do, and you're going to get corrected because of that. And not letting that be a condescending thing is so important, in my opinion, for high school leadership teams. And going based off of that, from an adult's perspective, not saying that this necessarily happened at North Cop specifically, but this past summer, I've had the opportunity to consult at many different schools all across the U.S. And the thing that I am not afraid to say is that the communication part goes for staff members as well. Like it's not a it, it, it's the, the kids can't read your mind. And that is an, and you getting upset like the, the student's not going to say anything because they're like, oh, OK. And then they start thinking, what did I do wrong? There's been many times where I've had to reassure a student and be like, that's not your fault. They just didn't say it properly for you to understand. 
not to insult anybody's intelligence, but in the drum major role, how many times have you been like, okay, yada, 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 you hear the directors talking, they're explaining it, and then you're like, uh, what set? <laughs> What's the rep? <laughs> what are we doing? So it's just kind of confusing in that, in that part. So, you know, for Lily and Nick, what are the rehearsal protocols that you guys have experienced within your schools that you found that were helpful for you as an individual or for, or maybe something that has have either been more confusing? I think that my directors personally have, um, they've been at the school for a very long time. And so they kind of have a way that they work together in a sense. And so when one director runs a rehearsal versus the other director running a rehearsal, it's very different. And so it does take a little bit of time to get used to, but they, like at the beginning of our rehearsals, we'll have meetings and we'll say, hey, you know, this is who's going to run the rehearsal. These are the expectations that we have for this rehearsal and everything. And so that's kind of, that kind of helps us as a drum major team to figure things out and then after rehearsal we'll have an after party as we call it and we kind of just reassess and we're like hey this is what went well this is what didn't go well and that's been working for our team so far yeah the communication part is such a big deal i found a tarpon the communication is like almost impossible not to be there because the staff is just there they are family they literally are the mr ford He's our band director and Michelin is a color guard director and they're their husband and wife. So it's like hard not to be in communication. Right. And then our visual instructor, Johnny Zolo, he's been like family friends with them for like so long. So these people, these people have such strong connections that when they get done with rehearsal and something doesn't go the way they want it to be, they go and discuss, you know, what can we do better? Yeah. Yeah. And the next day, boom, fixed, all of it fixed, it's all good. And then they're always trying to make sure that, you know, they're holding us to the right standard. You know, if something's not set up by rehearsal time, you know, someone's going to get screamed at. Someone's going to get screamed at, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? So uh, always holding us to the right standard, you know, always making sure they're motivating us through positive, you know, reinforcement, you know, with a goal, the end in mind. So, yeah. So now it's kind of backtracking you know, these are these are great topics that you guys have observed while being in said roles. You know, kind of think back. What inspired you all to sign up for drum major? And then what also made you kind of want to do it again? Because a lot of people think that they have to finish like if they were drum major their junior year, that they got to do it their senior year. There have been many groups where I've personally experienced where one person did it their junior year and they were either not asked back or they did something else in the band. So (laughs) what has kind of made you want to stick with it for so long? And what are some things that you've learned while being in your program? The thing that inspired me to become a drum major was definitely rehearsal videos of DCI. That was the biggest thing. Like watching, um, you know, the obvious stuff like, like Blue Devils, you know, with Jared and stuff and, and Crown. I remember the first video I watched was Crown 2016. There was like some video of behind the um, side one conductor during like the opening hit of Relentless. And it just like, it changed me. Like 
it's something that, something about it changed me. You know what I'm saying? So uh, that was like, okay, this is what I want to do. I'm doing this, and no one can stop me. You know. And then what I found when I got into the role was that like, I just love the family aspect of it. You know, being that person that you have you have the power to go up to a freshman and just make their day by being like, hey, you know, maybe he like roasted something by by instructional staff. You go up and you're like, hey, man, you should have seen me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you should have seen me. So, uh, so yeah, that's like my favorite part, just family. And like, there's like no emotion that is better than like after performing with your band and then hugging each other and being like, thank you guys. And just the family aspect is so important to me. So important. I was never super big into DCI going into my junior year when I had auditioned, or really my sophomore year, the end of it. Um, but I knew I wanted to conduct in some capacity. So for me, it was recognizing the leaders that I've known in my life, particularly drum majors from, you know, even my eighth grade year, who had those moments, like Nick said, where, you know, I was just a shy little boy. But if this drum major from North Cobb, who I was, you know, completely terrified of, could be, could go up to me, see me one time, say like two words to me, see me again like two months later and be like, hey, Miguel, how are you? You know, I still remember when that drum major, um, I'll never forget her, when she like remembered my name and just said my name once. And I was like, oh my gosh, you remember me? Like, you know, mind you, hundreds of other eighth graders on our like eighth grade night event. And so I think it's recognizing that you get to build so many skills that can really impact people's lives. So for me, that's what was what really made me want to continue it for my senior year. Because, you know, junior year, I was backfield conductor. And, you know, it's great. You know, you get to get better at the Met and you get to find little ways to get better rehearsal wise. So which I think is similar to like marching and marching, you can get really good like technique wise, you can get really good at, you know, playing the right notes and doing the right step style, whatever the case. With the Met, you can get really good at switching memories or, you know, battery dies, you can immediately switch it back on. But beyond that, there are skills that in my eyes are interdisciplinary. And what I mean by that is there's stuff like communication, where if, you know, something goes wrong and a bus breaks down and you got to talk to the rest of the group and be like, hey, this is what we're going to do, you get to work on that. Or like adaptability, whenever, you know, there's a rainy day, every group goes through it. Every group has to say, like, okay, if there's a random thunderstorm, are we going to panic? Are we going to freak out and just kind of do whatever? And people are asking questions when nobody knows. Or is it like, okay, clouds are forming. I'm sending that leadership text right now and letting everybody know, hey, if it gets too bad, we're going to the cafeteria. So that stuff is be goes beyond marching band. Because you can go into any other job, you can go through any other experience and say, okay, when something wrong happens, I'm there at the forefront to calm people down. I'm there to be adaptable and I'm there to communicate with other people to say, this is how we're going to do things. To me, I find that more fulfilling than just getting better, like marching wise or technique wise. The reason that I actually became drum major was my freshman year. Um, we were kind of going, we were going through COVID. And so everybody was trying to rebuild the program and everything. And we had three days of rehearsals. They were short rehearsals, but it was still, you know, kind of like marching band-esque kind of thing. And I remember the drum major at the time, she was a senior. She came up to me and she was like, hey, I know you, you were the, you were the clarinet that they talk about like all the time. And I was like, what do you mean? And she was like, 
oh, I, you know, like I've heard your name before. Like, I'm so glad that you're here and everything. And that, that really inspired me. Cause I was like, you know, these, these leaders that our band program is fostering, like that's, you know, that's what I want to, that's what I want to become. And the way that she made me feel, I still remember it this day. So that's kind of how I want others to feel. And the reason why I stayed as drummer is because I wanted to continue rebuilding our band program. And last year it was kind of, you know, we were, we were on the come up, but this year, this year was a great year and it was very successful. And um, my co-drum major, KJ, we worked really, really well as a team together. And so we had a new one this year, Boom Novi. And just watching her grow and, you know, everything that she's been able to accomplish through um, just through her experiences and our experiences teaching her has been beautiful. So that's why I stayed as a drum major. Oh, that's so awesome. And I always say that, like, being drum major, I, I said something when I was with at BD, because, like, I, I got all the time. They were like, why did you sign up for this? And, it, like, you don't get really much credit, uh, even though you're kind of handling a lot. I, I always say, like, whenever you are, like, wanting to be drum major, for the right reasons, because that's T, because some people sign up for drum majors and they just want, they think it's this limelight, even though, yes, you are in front of everybody, but your back is facing everybody. You're not doing anything else but cut time or 4-4 or whatever it is. So it's a true calling for you if you're there for the right reasons, right? And I told somebody when I did Blue Devils, I was like, being drum major is a calling to whomever, to, to, to an individual that is willing to be humbled in the most best light possible. And I, I like, like I said, there's, there's a lot of things that you do that you may not get credit for, but you're doing it for the betterment of the team. But with that being said, not every day was easy. What are some things that you guys can think about that was challenging that your staff may have, or, staff that you've experienced that other programs could have done better in recognizing as a student? For me, there were many times, uh, particularly this senior drum major year, um, that I got pretty frustrated with unclear instruction. Like Jared said at the beginning of the podcast, there are many times where directors will talk and, you know, it's it's not their fault. It's that they have a goal in mind and they are just kind of going and going and going. And, you know, as head drum major or drum major in general, you've got to be on top of what they're saying, but sometimes it's just so much stuff. So there were plenty of times where, you know, the director's talking and the mic is kind of cutting out and I'm trying my best to listen. And then it's like, all right, set. And I'm just like, I literally have no idea. And there would be so many of those moments where I felt humbled, like Jared said, of like, there would be days where I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm on fire. I'm doing this and this and this. And then there'd be days where I'm like, dang, I like might be deaf. And it was just some of those moments where it's like, you got to realize you're still always learning on the job. There's nothing about a drum major that you can always, like, I don't think you can ever go into a drum major audition saying that I am 100% prepared for to be a drum major. Because like, I'd say probably half of the job is learning on the move. It's learning that, okay, you know, if this door is locked, I got to go around the school and go to this door. Or if this happens, so-and-so. And it's 
situational stuff that you just got to learn at, at, you know, all the time. So staff wise, what I would want to see improved is just, you know, a lot of the time when you get so caught up with directors have a great deal of information and they know what they want and they know what the ideal is but you can get so caught up with the information you have that you don't recognize okay other people aren't at that same level you know my student leader doesn't necessarily know that i want this set to this set and i want it to look this way and i can't have it this way and i really want it a precise way and i want it now you know you may get so caught up in your head of this is what i want that you forget to realize you know the drum major is a person it's not just this robot that conducts and says commands. This is a person that seriously puts a lot on the line to say like, hey, I'm going to let my guard down. I'm going to let my pride down. And I'm just going to be in front of the group as myself. So I think patience is important and just recognizing the humanity in our student leaders. I'm extremely blessed to have such a great instructional stuff. They have like, they have like changed my life. Like I'm dead serious. Like changed my life completely. I've become like I'm not gonna get emotional talking about it. Like they they have like changed my life. I mean, I don't even know what I'd be doing if I didn't go to Tarpon. Like seriously, I like they're so, they're so great. I have like not much to talk about. Like they're um. And what it's are not some like I'm sucking up to them. them. Like, what are some things that make them so great? Like, what are some key things that you can remember from mm. this season that make okay. them so awesome? I can do this. Okay. So, the they're very like design oriented. They're all about this vision that they have in their head. Very free mind. They want everything to look a certain way. But they've been in the game so long, they really understand how to get it and how to put what they want into simple, concise words, you know? So when, when, when we call a segment, he has a, we always have a process, right? I'm sure like all your bands have a process and each year it has changed a little bit, like been refined a little bit, a little bit. I remember my freshman, not my freshman year, my sophomore year, like it was kind of chaotic sometimes because we we're getting out of COVID and we were kind of warming back up. But now, the directions are super simple. It's it's box, field, instructions, drum major, go. And that's like the process we've been really nailing down. But I think a lot of it is also on the creative side, you know? If they have a creative vision that's clear to them and they don't get on it, and they know exactly and it inspires them, like game over, you know? Like game over, like it's gonna be awesome. It's going to be freaking awesome because because they're inspired and then I get inspired and then the section leaders get inspired and then the instructional staff get inspired. And it's just a chain reaction that makes like this energy, like it's buzz. You know, I bet you guys all feel this, you know, it's like I want to do this so bad, like 445. Let's go. You know what I'm saying? So and that's a that's like, a good thing to kind of educate people as well in, in a staff role. Right. Is that like, you know, band camp the system is in place. This is what the program is going to do. Then like second week going into October, <laughs> the plan is disarray and you don't know what's going on. So, you know, for staff members, it's it's good to include like consistency as well from a staff perspective with you, Nick. Yes. Your band directors have been in the game and have been very successful, uh, which is great because they work hard for it. Um, 
but there's a lot of programs as well that may need a good example as Tarpon Springs Outdoor Performance Ensemble um, so that they can do it for the betterment of the kids. Because imagine a staff, you go to you go to band rehearsal and you get a reaction from a staff member that's like, ah, we got to do this set again. Or mm -hmm. we get to do this and we get to learn this choreo. And the staff are just as excited and then the yeah. kids get excited. <laughs> so it's like, oh my gosh, everybody's just happy. But it feeds off of each other. And that's what I can assume that that's what you're saying, Nick, in regards to that aspect when it comes to, you know, developing a, a high production show. For sure, definitely. That's like, sure. exactly, exactly. <laughs> Chef's kiss. But for you, Lily, <laughs> what are some things that you've either seen happen at other schools or for you personally that you wish the staff could kind of be more aware of? I have to agree with Nick. I think that Mr. Huebner and Mr. Futrell at Kennesaw Mountain have been, they've just been amazing. Like the, I have to emphasize the way that they work together and just run rehearsal is completely beautiful. It's cohesive. And they've really set the the foundation for not only themselves, but also the staff too. And I, I don't really have many things to say about how I wish that they would improve, you know, running rehearsal and everything. But I do remember last year, we had a lot of issues with the metronome. And whenever the metronome would die or, you know, TE tuner would stop working or our chords would for for whatever reason just cut out we would get a lot of hate and it was it was embarrassing and so to be called out from the tower it's a very humbling kind of experience and so I do wish that you know it would have been a little bit more patience and everything but at the same time um I'm grateful that that really wasn't a problem this year. And I'm glad that we were able to grow from that, you know. To kind of conclude this, is there any advice that you guys will give? Like I said, you guys are all three seniors and have been in your programs for all however plus years and been drum major for however many plus years. Of course, the marching band season just ended, but your legacy has to keep on. You have contributed so much time, effort, and money to your programs what are some things that you would like to say either to a staff member or to a future candidate for drum major a lot of the time as drum majors we get so used to i always know information and i know what the ideal is and i know what we're supposed to do that we forget staff may even be out of loop of like problems that are going on or you know uh, leadership members don't feel cared about or they don't feel rewarded and they may not even know that because they're so busy rightfully so of like okay let's clean this we got to fix this and I'm thinking about the schedule for tomorrow so my big advice for drum majors in the future is be transparent with your staff members I will always remember this year when I spoke with um I just had a meeting with the drum majors and our directors and color guard uh, director and in those in that uh, meeting, I was I'd essentially said, you know, a lot of people don't feel like things are fun right now. Um, we were in like this mid September lull that a lot of high school groups go into. And it just felt like we were just cleaning and it, it you know, wasn't as fun. We had like a gap week of football games and things just feel rewarding. And so our color guard director had said, you know, 
you can help out with that. Because the truth is, as older staff members, we don't know what's hip, she said. We don't know what's fun for you guys. We don't know what's cool between students your age. So it would be beneficial for you to say, okay, we're going to elect a band camp captain that's going to say, okay, we're going to meet here, or we're going to have a pool party here, or we're going to do a little karaoke game or whatever. Or like you as a leadership team start doing meetings, because at that point we had not been doing meetings. And so to say like drum majors do meetings with the leadership team, brainstorm some things that you guys think would be fun so that we have to not have it on our plate and two, make it a good experience for you guys because it's from the students. So being transparent about, hey, this is a, a thing that's difficult for us right now, something that we're struggling with, but you can distribute this job onto us and we can take care of it for you. It's so important since again, a lot of the time staff members may just be out of the loop. I'd say to my younger self, like my junior self, every single rep, just go as hard as you possibly can. Just have as much fun and just like live it up because it's only going to last a certain amount of time, right? And that's also, that's a good and a bad thing, right? The bad times are going to go away and the good times are going to go away. So every single rep, every single performance, just like conduct your heart out. That's really like, the magic behind it. So there's a quote by Maya, I think it's Angelou. Um, I've learned that people will forget how you've, what you've done. People will never forget how you make them feel. And that is something that I've really truly tried to take into my, um, my experiences communicating with people as a drum major, because when you, when you, reach out to like that freshman that the staff just got onto or the person that you can tell has really been struggling in rehearsal or, you know, just has something at home that they're going through. You, you can make them feel like they are wanted and they're, they're worthy and that they're loved. And that's what we want marching band to be about. We want other people to feel that they are cherished and that they belong in a place where you know, everybody is. And I want to, I want to tell other, other drum majors that making mistakes is okay. To, to an extent, obviously, but making mistakes is okay because you may remember that one mistake that you made when you, you know, like you missed a rep and you forgot to say standby or you forgot that you were going on to the next set, but nobody's going to remember that next rehearsal only you will and so you know you can't get bogged down on the tiny little details of what you messed up and being confident is also really important because that confidence will show through all of your actions and stand tall be like a pineapple i like that be like a pineapple it's giving bikini bottom but i love it um <laughs> overall thank you three so much for taking the time out to just talk and sit down and chat with me again this is the eight to five club podcast where it's all about leadership giving you various perspectives as you approach your upcoming marching season or sometimes even concert season i don't know how orchestra works but i heard that there was a section leader for it Okay, I never know. But overall, the three of you have a very uh, successful trajectory. And of course, 
I am very proud of you. And Silent Command will, of course, be proud of you in every which way. Again, you guys can listen to the 8 to 5 Club podcast here on either Spotify or Apple uh, Apple Podcasts. I'm about to say Apple Music. And you will see Miguel, Nick, and Lily on future posts of Silent Command. But until then, thank you guys so much. And we'll see you next Monday. <laughs>